This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. This episode is all about performing artists' well-being. And this is a reminder to all those amazing drama teachers out there that there is support, people love you, and please do reach out. To access the Wellbeing Helpline, please call 1-800-959-500. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman. Today we are speaking to Tracy Margison. She is the project manager of the Arts Wellbeing Collective at Arts Centre Melbourne. We are speaking with Tracy about Support Act, a wellbeing initiative for artists around Australia. Tracy Margison is the project manager for the Arts Wellbeing Collective at Arts Centre Melbourne. Previous roles include creative manager at Williamstown Literary Festival and marketing and development manager at Gasworks Art Park, as well as senior roles in corporate communications and festivals and events. Tracy has provided freelance arts management consultancy to a variety of organisations, including Regional Arts Victoria, Hobson's Bay Library Service, Kids Thrive and the Australian School of Magic. She is Director of Purple Stage Arts and Entertainment Management, where recent producer credits include Queen Bee and Drowning in Veronica Lake. Tracy is a qualified mental health first aid instructor and holds a postgraduate certificate of arts and entertainment management at Deakin University, where she was awarded the George Fairfax Fellowship for Top Graduate and a Bachelor of Arts from Sydney University. Without further ado, we welcome Tracy Margison to the podcast. Welcome, Tracy Margison. Thank you. What is the Arts Wellbeing Collective? It's an Arts Centre Melbourne initiative that comprises a consortium of around 250 arts and cultural organisations um, that work together to promote positive mental health in the arts. So we will work on resources and workshops and sector initiatives of which the Support Act Wellbeing Helpline is one. Um, um, it's been in operation for a couple of years now. Um, and yeah, it's basically like just a, a massive collective of arts, of performing arts organisations, um, just creating heaps of stuff specifically for the performing arts and kind of the unique uh, challenges, I guess, that we face in, in the performing arts and ways of addressing those. What is the Support Act Wellbeing Helpline? The Support Act Wellbeing Helpline is a, well, we think it's a very exciting initiative. Um, and it's basically a 24-7 phone counselling service that is available to anyone in the performing arts um, across Australia who wants to talk about any aspect of their mental health or wellbeing. Why do artists need this service? Um, this was a service that we identified as a, a really kind of a missing piece, I guess, in, in the industry. Um, we know that there are some unique mental health challenges that people who work in the performing arts face. And sometimes it can be really hard to access professional support for so many reasons. Um, we're working gig to gig, you know, so we might not have the financial capacity to access professional help. We might be on tour. So seeing the same psychologist, you know, for a few weeks at a time is pretty much impossible. Um, we also might be nervous about seeing someone who doesn't understand our job. So if you've ever had that experience where, you know, you maybe go and chat to someone and you spend basically like the first half hour of the session explaining your job 
explaining your life choices, <laughs> um, explaining what it means to be a performer, explaining what it means to not miss a show or to feel under pressure on a tour. Um, all of those things are quite specific challenges. And we really felt that there was a need for artists to be able to talk to someone who was a registered psychologist, so had really great evidence-based practice, um, but also who had an understanding of the performing arts industry and who was also available 24-7 at the end of the phone line um, at, at any time, yeah, and, and for free. So that was, that was what we were trying to achieve and, and why we felt that it would be a really valuable um, service to put in place. Do you also think there is some confusion about the lived reality of a performing artist and the perception of the lived reality of a performing artist? Yeah, definitely. There's it's it's an industry that's perceived as super glamorous, as really exciting, um, and also as a very privileged lifestyle. I think a lot of people kind of go, "Oh, you get to play all day and you get to do all this fun stuff," and it's like, yeah, for for a little bit, you know, same as any job. There's there's ups and downs and there's good and bad. Um, it's not all kind of lights, camera, action, fun times on stage, you know, playing with your mates, experimenting, all those things. Um, it's, you know, it's a job. It's really, really tough. Um, I think too, that kind of like we hear that message in the arts as well. So um, often I'll be talking to someone um, through our work with Arts Wellbeing Collective and they'll be kind of saying, you know, I, it's a bit tough at the moment, but I know I'm really lucky. I know I'm really lucky. I'm lucky to even be in a job. I shouldn't be complaining. Um, so I think there's also this kind of the, the outward perception is we also fuel it as well because we are really lucky. This is an incredible industry with incredible people, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have its, its own challenges and its own problems and that it can affect people's mental health and, and that's okay. It's okay to seek help um, for that. Um, we're only human and, and this is quite a tough industry to be in. Is this service appropriate for students and teachers in schools? Yeah, really good question. Um, we tend to really want to target people who don't already have access to support. So the big thing for us was that, um, you know, if you are in other industries, often you'll have other ways of accessing support. So the organisation that you're linked in with might have an employee assistance program or they might even have an on-site psychologist or counsellor available. Um, in the arts, that's really rare. Our companies norm and form very quickly. They're often very small they're often very lean um, and they might disappear after three months of putting on the show they might disband um, so for us it was really around those cohorts that don't have existing access to support um, because ideally we really want every arts organization to, to be able to embed the support within their structures and within their business as usual um, but until we get to that point from a kind of you know funding and awareness perspective um, this is kind of the helpline that hopefully will fill that gap um, but for those who do have access to their own EAP or to their own counseling service or even their own human resources department that's quite a rarity in many organizations um, but we really encourage people to go there first because those people have the added bonus of understanding your really specific context so they'll understand exactly what you're facing at work because they're totally across it they'll understand exactly the challenges of being a student because they're you know a dedicated um, support officer for students um, or even like the university services that um, can help with you know things around getting um, what's it called like special requirements for um, assignments and things like that and some really practical support as well um, so we really encourage people to use those services as much as possible um, 
yeah, the more that we can kind of have lots of touch points for people, lots of connections, lots of areas that they can go and people that they can talk to, the more kind of connected someone feels and the more involved with their tribe and the more that someone feels that sense of community and that sense of support around them, um, the stronger and more resilient we can be. So we think it's really important that, that people look to all the different support services available to them. Um, and sometimes, you know, there's one that'll be the right one for right now. Um, so you might need something a little bit more practical. It might be help with accommodation support or financial advice, um, or it might be kind of coaching or counselling or just kind of someone to hear you out, you know. So it's really about thinking about what you need and, and making sure that you've got that support available to you. And, and hopefully this is another kind of piece in that puzzle um, to give people lots of options so that they really feel like they've got plenty of places to turn. Um, I think for me, that's the main thing is just knowing that there's always someone to speak to. There's always someone who will listen. There's always someone that cares. Um, that's so crucial. How did this come out from Art Centre Melbourne? Um, it's come about through our Arts Wellbeing Collective program, um, which is a mental health program specifically for people that work in the performing arts. Um, it's been going for about two or three years depending on kind of when we classify as the start <laughs> um, and this was a, a project that we really wanted to, to make happen um, and Support Act who is a registered charity supporting musicians um, so they do a lot of great work for those that work in the music industry and they received funding to trial helpline specifically for musicians and we kind of um, heard about that and went oh that's interesting that's what we're trying to work on for people in the performing arts so we reached out to Support Act and said, look, can we kind of see how yours goes um, and learn from um, the response and whether that's, you know, people find it helpful and all those sorts of things. Um, so we partnered with them and um, it was just, it's such a natural partnership, you know, we've got great shared values across the organisations, but also there's so much crossover in these industries, you know, people who work particularly in production in um, the music industry will often work in the performing arts. Um, you know, if someone works in music, theatre are they a musician or a performing artist um, if they work in an orchestra you know that's kind of both as well so there was plenty of natural crossover for us to go yeah this is this is a partnership um, and so yeah so we're really thrilled that we launched it um, in July um, and we're sort of piloting it to see how it goes and see if it really um, hits the mark for people and, and is an effective service I suppose um, and the feedback so far has just been brilliant it's so heartening um, to hear stories of people who've reached out and really been able to um, the phrase that keeps coming through is that it's really turned them around um, and I love that idea I love that that sentiment of kind of when you're on that track and you're like I can't see a way through I don't know what to do next and then you go oh this has turned me around I know where I'm headed I know what I'm doing it's just so wonderful to hear people feeling empowered um, to you know be the best that they can be. How else can we ensure we maintain good well-being? Yeah really great question um, it's a really interesting one I think sometimes it's um, I've noticed that in I've noticed that in the performing arts we have quite a high threshold. We are willing to take 
quite a lot and sacrifice quite a lot because no one really starts a career in the performing arts because, you know, the money's really great and the hours are really good. Um, everyone comes to this industry because we love it. We believe in it. We see the power of theatre and storytelling to change lives. And that passion is wonderful. And that passion is what makes this industry so vibrant and, and just so fantastic to be a part of. The, I guess the dark side or the flip side of that passion is that we'll tend to really deal with a lot um, in order to get the show up. We'll tend to really be happy to, to make some sacrifices to our physical and mental health. Um, and equally too, sometimes it can be really hard to distinguish where we stop and where work starts or when work stops and when we start, it's all kind of bound into one because it's, you know, this work is so inherently tied with who we are. Um, and the risk of that, I suppose, is when we get our self-worth and our self-esteem, um, our status, our reputation comes from our creative and artistic output. Um, so then when something goes wrong, we get a bad review or there's a small house or we miss out on a grant, that's not, oh, well, something that happened at work, close the door on that, go home to my family, friends and hobbies. Um, that's actually our whole selves. That's everything that we're kind of living and breathing and doing and putting our energy into. Um, and so that's a really high risk thing for our mental health. We, you know, it's the old old um, saying of putting all your eggs in one basket, essentially. Uh, so I think that for me, the thing that I think is really important in the arts is to have, be, be really conscious of all the wonderful things that make you all those things that contribute to be being, to you being a wonderful artist, but also to you being a wonderful person who makes wonderful art. So really kind of reframing it so that there's less of that feeling of something being the be all and end all, you know, it's like less of that pressure on yourself and that just constant stress that this must work, this must be perfect. Um, no, it's going to be one project in among so many, you know, there's so many things that you're going to do in your life. And, and also, you know, even if it does kind of go wrong, even if no one comes or even if you've got to cancel one of the performances, that doesn't stop you being an incredible, you know, mother, sister, cousin, brother, friend, um, Star Wars lover, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, you know, any of the things that, that are really you. Um, I think sometimes in, in the arts, it's hard to hear those really standard messages around, you know, eat well, sleep well, exercise, because we go, yeah, 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 I'll do all those when production week's finished. I'll do all those when the season's finished. I'll do all those when I get back from tour. And it's like that constant prioritization of work can often be at the detriment to our mental health. Um, so for me, I think it's just around really thinking about all those wonderful ways that you are you, <laughs> all those wonderful things that you love and what gives you energy and how you can kind of finish work with energy, not, not finish a show and be completely depleted and completely burnt out. Um, really, you know, because if you bring your best self to your work, I mean, everyone benefits, including you. Um, so, yeah, really thinking about all those things that give you energy. Thank you for your time today, Tracy Margison. Thank you. No worries. This Wellbeing Helpline is available to anyone who works in the Australian performing arts industry. To access the Wellbeing Helpline, please call 1800 959 500. Well, that is all from us at The Aside. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. 
If you would like to contact us or you'd like to ask us a question, please do not hesitate to email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.